and well, then so much offense like never date a guy from la like how dare you be born in la no actually like i know you can't control it but go back and fix it or else there's absolutely no way guys i'm at the break of dawn aka 12:30 a.m in the nighttime. I am getting this podcast out on time. I'm committed. I should have planned my time earlier, but this month is hectic, especially now, especially, ooh, can't even speak clearly now that I'm moving to another country. Anyways, I'm getting it all done. I'm so excited. This episode was so fun and good. It's definitely more on the lighthearted note. I had one of my best friends, Mary, come on the podcast. We talked about our whole entire uh experience in new york growing up and then our recent visit to new york and how interesting and colorful it was per se and then we talked about the mindset that is that we think is required in order to move to new york because we've seen so many misconceptions online so we really unpacked that if you will and i also got one of my good friends to give us the the insider the inside scoop the 101 on living in in new york because he was born and raised anyways it's an interesting episode i also apologize in advance for how many times i said the word like i don't know sometimes that part of me just comes out of me at different times and other moments i'm not it's one of my biggest pet peeves so i'm mad at myself for saying it so often but the content is still good it's still there without further ado enjoy the episode on new york we wanted you on the podcast mary no we did we did want you on the podcast um okay um when you want to introduce yourself okay i guess i don't get an intro from you like hey guys no oh oh no No. i thought you were gonna intro first and then i would like say who you were to me i got it no i got it i got it all right hey guys i mean there's no specific order i kind of just go with the flow that's what they all say. Okay. Yeah. I'll go. They do say that. Uh, welcome back, guys, to my podcast. This is Mary. Um, <laughs> Wait, what's your last name? Oh, I guess it's Mary Nebu. I don't. Wait, think what's your to- full name? Why do you want people to know that? I don't go by that. My full name is Miriam Nebu, but nobody calls me that because let's that's- unpack that. Let's not. <laughs> you guys look at our notes. It's just Daria saying let's unpack that like forty-seven times. Like on my. I- love using this word now let's unpack that okay let's actually unpack that okay so <laughs> um i'm mary nebu i am daria one of daria's close friends um you can say one of my best friends like you don't have to be shy like you can say it okay she's actually my only friend um, i don't have any other friends um, we're actually yeah, the same person <laughs> yeah we're like the same person but like if you look at us we look completely different so like you know what this is a very big sidetrack but like you know like um when you told me about those best friends that the thing where it's like your best friend always looks like the opposite of you oh yeah that's actually for like natural selection so there's a study apparently that many people their best best friends will be people who look completely different from you because biologically we think that like they can fight off like different antibodies so if we're like together Oh, we word. can fight off so like, in the like we become apocalypse? stronger as a team because like from your biological ancestors like you have certain traits and I have certain traits and if we combine them we can become kind of invincible that's why we that's why we never get colds except last month 
<laughs> yeah, last month fucking sucked. I was I was sick for what ten days. All right, we gotta we gotta we gotta chill out with the curse words okay. because I I can't I don't want to put the explicit um the explicit sign for the podcast. How am I supposed to like say anything then? That's literally how I talk. That's probably bad. You can use freaking okay. okay no. Go with the flow. I might just have to bleep okay. it out, honestly. But like bleep okay, it out. I'll, I'll, like, be, like a I'll, be, I'll be good. Like an aesthetic okay, way. No, no, I'll, I'll be good. Okay. Okay, fine. I'll just introduce myself again. Okay, guys. So I'm Mary Nebu. I'm one of Daria's <clears throat> best friends, the only mm-hmm. one that matters. Yeah. Um, no. we met in high school, I want to say junior year. I mean, that's literally the only place we could have met. So yeah. Um we weren't even that close in high school, I would say. I'd say, like, we got close, like, end of senior year, like, after graduation. We got super close, realized we kind of, you know, thought the same things about literally every single person that we hated. And then, um, <laughs> and then. That's kind of dramatic. I kind of, I like my dramatic. version of the story better, to be honest. Okay, fair. Sounds, um, <laughs> probably better. But from there, we've, um done pretty much everything together you know therapy you've done it all so she wishes listen um this is mary nebu i met her in high school when i first came to the states after europe and i would only talk about you because i miss it so much we all Um, because i hated everyone except mary (laughs) I'm kidding. The only one that you like from our school. No, I'm kidding. Mary, she was the fashion director of the fashion show. That was really great. And from there, I remember her humor was quite funny, but I didn't pay that much attention to her afterwards. I like it better that way. Okay. Anyways, um, I brought Mary on to talk about New York. Um, There are so many things that we can talk about because not going to lie, we had a nice little therapy session probably every other day during the duration of this quarantine um aka the past year and a half I think we got even closer this year because we dug through a lot of like like we really unpacked a lot no quite literally this is like the only time I will allow the use of the word unpacked but we actually did like whenever anything would happen it would be the most minute thing and we would call each other and it would turn into like an hour-long conversation it would no like an hour and a half long conversation and we'd be like yes and it links back to this moment in my childhood and this is literally like i do never have to pay a therapist again no i know no actually if i went if i went to therapy they'd be like like, you need to give me therapy. No, they'd be like, you've already done this. Like, who, who was your therapist? And then you'd refer them to me. <laughs> and you give the therapist therapy? Yeah, I would do a really good job. If anybody wants therapy, you can DM me on Instagram. I'll give you some. I feel like therapists, like, need a lot of therapy because they're consuming so many problems from other people. Like, I would get overwhelmed. As a therapist, people would tell me their problems and I'd be like, can you stop? Like, that's kind of, like, telling me too much about your life. Well, I just feel like, I think we've talked about this. I think only psychotic people become therapists. Like you don't want to hear that much about other people's lives unless you're insane. And it's not just like, oh, like we have like pretty, we have like, you know, some issues. We have but like average traumatic lives. Like it's yeah. not like super traumatic. It's not really boring. I would say it's a nice colorful life. Yeah. But then there are people who like their lives look like they came off of like a Crayola box and like it's way past colorful like it's not okay um and like I don't know why you'd want to deal with that as like no offense 
but like why you know shout out to all the therapists out there yeah i guess you need a therapist we you know who to call me don't call me but we um anyways we are gonna talk about new york because we recently took a trip to new york city you know the old big apple as they say and yeah everyone says that but you shouldn't say that because you sound a bad saying that anyways the big apple and um we took a trip mary's been there quite a bit because she has some family members living up there i myself not so much this is my first new york trip without the family members which i think is what made it so much more enjoyable no offense mom i hope your mom listens but i realized that some trips are better with friends and that i love my trip with my mom but not to new york Okay, well, I would like to clarify before we go any further that I am not a native New Yorker, nor do I claim to be one. I hear people like talk about this all the time, and I know we're going to get into TikTok and everything, but like I'm not a native New Yorker. I've just been there a fucking, I've just been there a good amount, a pretty good amount. Um, I grew up going there multiple times a year. My closest aunt um, lives there. And so, I mean, I've, that's just like what I've been, I've grown up doing. So I've learned a lot going to the city, but by no means do I think I'm a native New Yorker. I just need to clarify that so people don't come for me because people always come for people when they're like talking about New York. People always come for you. No, specifically for me. No one ever comes for me ever. (laughs) Could be, Never mind. All of my jokes are explicit. (laughs) Sorry. Like this is not Okay, you know what? You can go like honestly. No, no, no. I want. No, no, I know. Okay. I want you to be your full personality. So no, I don't. You I don't do whatever be... makes you feel comfortable. Well, I wasn't. You definitely. No. Okay. I'm gonna do my best. Okay. Just keep going. Okay. okay. Anyways, I'm definitely not a native New Yorker, but I do have some sources, um, and I have my own personal experience, and I do have a few people that I know like have lived there for quite a bit, mostly adults. But this, I'm, I'm going to be sourcing back to what one guy told me. Um, he was, he's out, the, out, shout out. We need him on the podcast. We need him on the podcast. If only they knew. If only they knew. Anyways, but this guy is great. He has, was been born and raised in New York City. I don't think I've ever met someone born and raised in New York City. But he um, has definitely had... Who? You definitely don't know them. Not from our school, like not from this area. Okay. Anyways, didn't know it was a competition. No, it is. Anyways, he gave me a lot of good insider tips. Insider. Anyways. So none of us are experts, but let's talk about the finance bro epidemic. <clears throat> yeah. Wait, I mean- let's actually explain, like give a brief summary of our trip to New York because it was quite... We were there. You were there for one night. I was there for two. It was a very also colorful experience. We came in with it pouring rain. Um, Mary had spent $70 or more than that on her hair to get it done, blow dried, styled. It was just to be ruined in a good 30 seconds. That actually like made me so upset. And like, if you know me, I don't really get upset at many things, but that, that really, that really got me, but it was cool. Cause we ended up going to Chelsea market, which is really fun. Um, and we ended up staying in Chelsea too, which was really cool. Like I've never stayed in Chelsea before. So I, I mean, I liked it a lot. I don't know if you liked it. Not that that matters. 
But I would rate it a nice six out of ten. Staying in Chelsea, you don't like? Do you didn't like Chelsea? I'm kidding. I don't know. I, I thought I was very indifferent to it. It's the first day of New York. New York only set in when um, I left. I was like, you know what? That was fun. What did we even end up doing? Like we went we to literally frolicked around that whole day. Honestly, yeah, not gonna lie. No, we did. Chelsea Market. We went to Soho. We went to cute little stores. Yeah, Sunday Soho was cool. I like that. Um, that was nice. Um, then the night is where things got a little colorful. Um, yeah. What I love about New York is that you can be very straightforward to people. Um, yes. We met these guys in the line and I didn't want to hold my umbrella. So I said, why aren't you holding my umbrella? And he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, he like he got starts- down his knees and like starts begging <laughs> and he's like, please forgive me. Like, I swear I was an accident. Like, oh my God, like I will pay you to hold your umbrella, your for, umbrella you. for you. And I'm like, yeah, you like, do how it. Much? Like, like how, how much? How much do you want? Like you tell me, you set the price. Got um, it. And then no, left, but he so held my matter. umbrella and that was nice. And then we had to leave because we realized that we forgot someone. Um, so we went somewhere else. Um, yes. We ended up walking to a random rooftop. It was very beautiful. Like the lightning. Which thunder. we later, later found out it was make-believe. It was one of the most know. popular clubs in New York. And we were like, like, why? Like, we were there. We were like so oblivious. Like, I had no, yeah, and we were like, so because we were so mad because like we had to leave the first place, and we're like, okay, fine, let's just go to this stupid rooftop. I guess like it'll just be like whatever it is. We go to this rooftop. It's beautiful. My vibe, like nice music, whatever. The like, lightning outside with like the glass rooftop was so it was nice. So nice. Just like yeah. sloppy people like sweating all over each other. We're just dancing so to hot. house music, like trying to get behind the DJ. The DJ is like not looking at us at all. He's like. The it like, does not give a i'm like giving song recommendations and the girl is like he doesn't take song recommendations and i'm like, yeah she was australian he was australian yeah. and he was, they were like, all australian i was like no like you have to play this song i was like and he was like like no. he's like i don't care like i don't i just like, don't care you are not a dj we ended up meeting some friends from school um we met the true definition of a finance bro there or like an aspiring oh. finance bro. He was really great. Um, he asked us what we wanted to drink. And so he gets the drinks, one or in each hand. You would supposedly for us. And we're like, we're like, oh, that's really nice of him, actually, because we didn't really have to ask. He just asked us what we wanted. But instead of like giving like the drinks, like like a normal person, he just downed both of them right in front of us. Like it in was like five seconds. It, it was, was like, like, a- like a sitcom TV show. Like you, it's like a bad date. You know, like those bad dates where like he he asks you like what where you where they do everything completely wrong. No, exactly. And and you would think like this was like perfect. Like there's three of them and three of us. So you're like okay, like you know they all asked us. It's not like just one guy asked. Like they all asked, and then they were fighting over who was gonna pay. They figured it out. They come back. I put my hand out preemptive yeah, I, was, I was like oh i was like oh, oh and then he just thank starts you. drinking both of them and like, i'm like downing them at the same me. time and mary and i are like yeah we and then like, our other you. friend like has her drink in her hand and she's like ah yeah she's like vibing and me and daria are just looking at each other like it, we're, 
like we just got hustled like this is not okay <laughs> like he actually like, hustled he, us. it was literally just a big f you to the face <laughs> no <laughs> i know i was like this is this is not correct like i think he forgot that we and were it's there. funny because on the way to the club he was talking to me with and i again holding my umbrella but i was like why aren't you holding my umbrella but he held my he held my umbrella and he um held it over his head not <laughs> even my head okay, i didn't even know that that as is he's, so funny as he's telling me that, that the school he went to is based off of gossip girl right oh my God. and he, but he got expelled saying, so does he even no, count? no he got expelled and went to the school that was based off of gossip girl oh right yeah and then and then um then afterwards he proceeded to tell me how he's has spent most of his life with what he said and i quote he whispers in my ear wealthy people and um so funny he tried to be so nonchalant about it he was like i've spent no because i made a joke i made a joke i was like oh wow um you're very chivalrous dude like thank you and then he was like yeah well i really try i kind of kind of spent my whole life around wealthy people (laughs) i was like like, okay nice Yeah, I was just kind of sitting there. Like, I was like, haven't we all, like, as I'm like spitting my glass of wine, like I'm like sniffing my wine. I'm like, yeah, haven't we all? <laughs> I don't know. No, the other guy was chill though. He was really fine. Oh yeah, no, then it was we, just funny to me. Then we had our friend from high school who didn't understand Mary and I's sense of humor at all. Like, we just kept like spitting jokes using our classic sense of humor, and the guy just didn't get it. Like he got mad at us. In fact, he like fired shots at us. <laughs> Yes, he literally would make comments about our relationships and then he was like talking about how we we're heartless and cold and we would never be able but to we date kept, or we kept the joke going. We were like, no, yeah. like this is we were like, no, we, we are heartless and we are like men is are only useful for one thing. And they're like, and he's like and that's paying the bills. And he was exactly. like ter- he was like, that's terrible. And we're like, yeah, like I just want to be a housewife and do nothing with my life. And, and he's just like, Are you are you like really like that kind of like I don't know if you want to do that and we're like yeah and we're like, like we yeah we do and he was like and I'm like we only gonna marry guys from Ivy League schools and like they have to like they have to come from old money like new money is disgusting and he's like Aren't you like we're 110% kidding and you would think like literally anybody else would have gone you would it. think like the how like, the the extremity Tone. of what we were saying was so bad like, it was just terrible that, like, anyone would know that that was a joke, especially because we were smiling the whole entire time. Like, we were just, he just laughing. He was and so he was, mad. So mad. And he was like, oh, what about your ex-boyfriend? And we're like, wait, Oh, my God, what? yeah. <laughs> and we're like, wait, we, we were just kidding. We were just and we still kidding. kept going. It'll never like, die. <laughs> never will die. Beautiful. It would have been easier for him if he got the joke or pretended to get the joke. So no, we would have would have been way easier. Oh my god. Anyways, but his friends started fun- crying. Let's talk about that. Oh yeah, his friends started crying <laughs> in the Uber. <laughs> he got some. <laughs> oh yeah, so it was the finance bro that didn't give us the drinks. He started crying in the Uber because he got involved with some Obviously. like drama with his friend. He's on the phone with his best friend who he would take a bullet for. On. <laughs> if it a didn't bullet. one of his vital <laughs> organs he said <laughs> and he goes he starts sobbing on the phone being like dude bro bro i would never do that to you like katie just texted me like katie like, just texted me <laughs> he's like i love you dude like i would even take a bullet for my family but i would take it for you and- <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like are you serious right now 
we're getting to this beautiful like with this beautiful like apartment with like the most beautiful most peaceful view of new york and we're just like sitting there and enjoying it and then we just see like this guy's shadow like pop up and we're like dude do you want to give us a speech like why are you so mad about he's like i would take a bullet from this dude i know the second day of college it it was so chaotic much like more than my family like i would take a bullet for him No, no he said he would sacrifice his family for for this kid that's even worse like no that's even better if i think about it oh yeah of course that's what i would do for you thank you if it didn't hit one of your vital organs right let it hit one of my vital organs it's my time to go got it got it that's just how it was meant to be that's how god that's god's plan right there well suey if you ask me listen anyways that's just like, and it just gave me really good finance bro energy. And then I was thinking of all the other finance bros that I saw in New York. And look, I respect finance bros because like knowing, like knowing about the financial market, that's a, that's a high stress job. If anything, I salute you, but listen, there is a stereotype, but it's not just a stereotype. Like it's true. It's a hundred percent true that these finance bros, they like travel in wolf packs like with all of their different like striped shirts and they're all like different pastel colors and they all have the same haircut and they all have the same like Ray-Ban sunglasses um and like Ferragamos and then they have what like I don't know I can't even explain it like the same sweet green order They, they all go to the same bar they all go to Nelly's they all have the same like intern crowd they hang out with and, and try we, to, like, we thought we on. we thought we would only see this like oh we're like oh my god they only make fun of this in tiktok like this is so funny like what if we see them like like they're like a different species right and then we see them and it's true like they're, like they're fulfilling everything that we've seen online and we're like check check like this is amazing and we're like watching with binoculars like like whoa like look like and here like oh like like, with like the steve irwin voice like a wild finance bro walks into nelly's right and you're like literally literally what happens because what wild finance bro comes up to you is like (laughs) you're not from around here exactly exactly what it is you're not from here it's even worse because now summer is ending and something called goldman hour is beginning to happen which is oh yeah oh yeah on a golden hour and it's like when women in new york will go outside (laughs) wearing like a really really cute outfit looking really cute going to goldman's several offices that they have in the city at the same time like when they get off of work and they'll just walk around in the same area trying to like wait for a guy to approach them as they're leaving the office and that's what goldman hour is and it's like happening now that like you know quote unquote cuffing season is upon us this is like yes cuffing season guys get ready get ready it's gonna be crazy <laughs> it's gonna be insane it's wild and that's really what they'll do like they'll go out and, and especially in midtown and in fidei and like the financial district guys, and the financial fidei is financial district of new york okay my bad sorry not everyone hears knows the new york terms mary you got to be a bit more open-minded in that sense afterwards i said financial district okay okay Okay. anyways i think the financial district is where all the financial buildings are i think it's pretty obvious (laughs) shut up i hate you like that guys darius thinks you guys are stupid first like if she had to explain that to you i hope she's like patronizing you right now you should be turning this off 
I'm just patronizing them because the financial bros patronize me. So it's literally. like literally. hurt people hurt people. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so I, I find Goldman Hour very interesting because um, just imagine like you're wearing like a really cute skirt. You're like going out with your like cute little bag and your hair is done and you're just doing laps around the block of the Goldman office. Course, at like 530. Like, I feel like that's yeah. not that normal. And I feel like we should not normalize that. I feel Maybe. like my target audience for men are not located within the financial district people. Like I think I find yeah. financial bros, like, like I said, they are an elite species. Like they have this crazy ability to like not sleep um, and go out all the time. And I think that's amazing. If anything, I applaud that. But I just feel like that's not my target audience, but I find the behavioral aspect of Goldman Hour very intriguing, not going to lie. To be completely honest, I think these are the worst types of men that you could possibly ever find. Um, That's just a personal opinion, though. Like, what would I know? Um, They're just, like, any stereotype you've heard about a guy, a Goldman man will fulfill. And that is... And and it's actually... It's not even just like, oh, LOL, like they're all the same. And I know, I'm sure that there are a few of you out there who are like different from the rest. Like I'm so sure about it and I don't doubt that at all. But from the, from our specific encounters, just from the conversation, like you literally can only speak to them 30 seconds because they're like, they'll like lose, like you will lose their attention and they'll like look somewhere else because that's how they work in the stock market too, right? Like you, you gotta, you gotta be constantly looking for the next best option, right? Anyways, but Everything they say is just so accurate, so textbook. Everything is funny and, and like a joke. I get that, like finance bros, but like they're actually terrible potential boyfriends, like terrible. <laughs> no, I just wouldn't recommend them. Yeah. And, and also- if you are the outlier of the finance bros, I want you to DM me because I know that you have, I know you're very ambitious, right? But, but also, um, I just want to hear about your experience. So I don't want to generalize, but continue. But I will. But okay. I will generalize. And um, from what I've seen, the older they get, the worse they get. Like the longer they stay in the finance world, the absolute worse it gets. I've just learned that like dating in New York or dating a finance bro specifically in New York, not that I have personal experience, but like my friends or my aunt who is on this journey it just does not go well with the finance, the financial men. And I just feel like, I know it's a joke. I do, I do know it's a joke, seriously. Um, but I think we also have to realize that like, there has to be a certain level of, ex- I was going to say acceptedness, but that's not a word, acceptance that we as women have for finance bros. Like, this is not okay. Like, no, why are we validating You know how girls like are like, oh my God, oh God I, I'm going to look for my husband like in the financial district. I, I kind of I'm kind of concerned for them because I'm like I just feel like we shouldn't be romanticizing this no like it's not it's funny the first time but then when Brad doesn't text you back and you're like depressed because you met his family already I feel like I feel like that's when we need to t- you know have have a conversation Brad is literally <laughs> sleeping with three other girls at the same time like oh yeah anyway but care about you Wait, what are acceptable men to date in New York then? I've heard from a few of my friends, and I've also, this has been validated on TikTok. So I will say this with my chest. Westside Highway. 
which is it's like this area where lots of people run um it's like in so lower a healthy man right that's already the first thing healthy yeah, like west side highway guy okay bunch of guys who run who are super fit there's like basketball courts there as well and like okay um, okay fields and stuff in that area Ooh, you'll 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 catch me there i like my soccer boys oh you know <laughs> oh no daria anyways but yeah that's where i feel like there or nowhere else or nowhere else. <laughs> There. Wait, wait, but or, what about the personality? Like, what about tech guys? Are they? I feel like tech guys are slightly those more. Are even worse. Okay. No, they're not worse than finance. I think clothes. they're worse. I think they're worse. I think they're a bit. I think tech guys are a bit more progressive. If anything, they're progressive, but they're still. Ugh, I can't. They're still dicks. Like they, they just kind of suck because finance bros are like okay. I, I just feel like finance bros and tech guys are the same thing in different fonts. Like tech guys just think that they're better because they work at a startup, but they still are sleeping f- with four girls. They'll just tell you about it instead. You and know, they're not getting paid as much because they're working at a startup. <laughs> exactly. So it's like at the same at the same time, like they all are kind of the same in that aspect. I think uptown, if you're going to meet a guy in New York, meet him uptown or meet him going out in the west village but not the lower east side if you meet him going out on the lower east side he's definitely a finance bro if you meet him going out in the west village he might have some hopes and dreams that are not yet shattered i think okay what about the artsy guys in new york hmm brooklyn go <laughs> run don't walk run to williamsburg i feel like we run need to, to find a balance of all of these because any of these extremes become very um intimidating when I say intimidating, I mean weird and uncomfortable. So yeah. this is where the balance really comes into place because, like I said, I haven't been to New York much, but I do expect to live there in the future a few. But even in just my two short nights, the amount of people that I not only observed but encountered, actually, the people that we met in the line, they seem to be quite normal and interesting, not going to lie. Yeah, they were cool. No, I mean, like, I feel like even the finance guys and tech guys like they're normal people it's just like they're gonna treat you absolutely <laughs> they're terrible. not normal people no, like they're very normal but they will treat you so 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 terribly that you'll wish you just never dated at all they like, will literally drop you like as fast as they buy out of a stock like that's literally how their brains are programmed like you, you can't take it personally like that's literally how they're they are machined to do that to yes. not pay attention for at, to you for like an extended period of time. No, that's exactly it. And also like, I mean, there's a reason why no one wants to date in New York. And that's because it's so freaking hard. Like you can date there for years and never find someone that, you know, you're totally compatible with. I'm not like um trying to kill the vibe of anyone, by the way, who's trying to date in <laughs> New York. I'm just, it's just, no. I mean, it's a fact. Like it's hard to date there. And that's because like, there's so many people always in and out of the city, people moving in, people moving out just like apartments people come and go in the city you know so it's like never-ending options and so that's why like a lot of people choose never to settle so it's like really hard mary knows this from her aunt right yes my aunt has been my aunt's like so cool daria knows like i'm obsessed with her she has been I am like too. I am the hardest too. time dating ever and she's and she 40. and she's beautiful guys like she looks yeah. like 25 yeah, she's so young. She's such a cool job. And she, wait, how many years has she been, li- been living there? 
uh, since senior after she graduated. She, she went to college there. She lived there her whole life after. So ever since she's been 18, she's lived there and she's almost 40 now. And um, she loves the city. I mean, it's like her favorite place to be. She has such a cool job. She's a designer. Um, she's really successful. She makes like a good amount of money. Like she's, she's like happy. And like she, in every other aspect of her life, she's super fulfilled. But dating there, she's mentioned is just like the absolute hardest thing for her to do. And she's not alone. Like her friends are in the same boat as well, which gives me no hope. But I know that everything will work well, out. Well, Mary and I were talking about this, like... <laughs> We were thinking of any cities in the States and how, like, <laughs> any guy that comes from any city in the States is just kind of concerning. Toxic. We're like, oh, you're from Miami? Run. Oh, you're from Chicago? If you're from LA, like, no offense. But, um, no. And then... That's so much offense. Like, I never dated a guy from LA. Like, how dare you be born in LA? No, actually, like, I know you can't control it, but go back and fix it or else there's absolutely no way. Like, zero way. <laughs> or, like, even, like, Chicago, I heard, is, like, the same as New York. Also, Chicago's worse because, like, it's smaller, so everyone knows everyone. Um, speaking of Chicago. Oh, no. Not to do a little segue. <clears throat> Let's talk about life in New York. And this is where I asked my sources to help me. Um, but... I we've talked about this many times before because when I went to New York, like I said, first time without my family, I was still in the middle. I was like, mm, I don't know if I would live here because it's so dirty. I'm so sorry, but like everyone knows it. It's just so dirty. And I don't know if I could get used to that because like also is this weird? Like I feel like I actually don't even know what I'm saying. I just feel like there's so many things going on, but everyone knows that. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, wait, like, like, do you ever get the feeling that New York is just kind of hectic? And everyone's like, yeah, we do get that feeling all the time. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree, though, like sensory overload. Like if you're a person who like needs nature and who needs to be in tune with the world around them that's not going to be happening when there's literally a homeless man like committing a suicide outside of your apartment I mean it's true like I'm not I'm I'm being 100% serious like people come there again I'm not a native New Yorker but I like I said I've been a lot and every time I go it's always like exciting and and I normally stay with my aunt so it's like you know I feel like I live there um and I spent a week there this past year in March um and I was actually considering going to college there as well. And it's just such a, a huge sensory overload. Like if you're not used to that, if you're not used to, you know, sirens and, and cabs and people yelling and, and like seeing disgusting stuff happening, like on the seeing street. Dis- like disgusting things, just like seeing trash everywhere. And not like not only seeing it, just smelling it. It's just like the smells, like they're constantly yeah. <laughs> Like, but even um, like people, like people are doing disgusting things. Like in the in this. Um, no, we were wa- walking through Central Park, walking through Central Park, and there are just men just shoot, literally shooting heroin, like their <laughs> veins. So, yeah, we were like, wait, what is going on? Like, we just went like what one section of Central Park. There's just needles everywhere, and men literally shooting these, and the cops are like two feet away. I'm like, wait, what's going on? Is this your job? And they're like, no. <laughs> but yeah, like I feel like, and I mean, even the guy that we know that you talked to about this, like he said the same thing. Of you have to be prepared to like be live like that. And to some people, like to me, I'm like, how is that even a question? Like I don't even care. Like, 
it doesn't matter. But there are people like, for example, my dad, who is so he needs to sleep in like a quiet environment. He needs to be, you know, like it can't be too hectic or chaotic around him. And there are people like that who like wouldn't enjoy living long term in the city because you just can't handle all of that. Yeah, I agree. And um, I only started to miss New York afterwards. I know I would never ever raise my children there that's for that's for a fact but um I I think that New York has a charm like despite all of that and like all of when I describe New York like everything that like that comes in the description is just very negative like disgusting not clean unorganized like doesn't smell good way too expensive like all of these things but then part of me just loves it so much and I just miss it and when I left I was actually sad um, and I was thinking like I could see myself living here for at least a few years in the future because um, it also just has this charm and I, I really, really like the people like overall in New York. I like how everyone is on their own agenda and how no one gives a, a flying like, you know, fuck about you. And um, I also like that there's no like BS, like there's no beating around the bush. And I appreciate that personally. Yeah, I mean, I I completely agree. To me, it's like the possibilities. Um, I saw a quote somewhere that basically talked about how New York, while they're literally, if you if you spelled it out for a person, you're like, do you want to go to like a shitty ass place where like all it is is trash on the ground and like homeless people everywhere and like you know cops everywhere and you have to pay thousands of dollars to live barely with a bathroom in a kitchen you probably say no but like the excitement of new york being new york is why people go there and and not everyone gets it <laughs> i'm like i'm better than everyone um and by not, not everyone's everyone, not everyone's um cut out for it if you will you know, not everyone's <laughs> like built for it like i am <laughs> watch me like move out in like a month um but no like i genuinely think like when you go there there's just this atmosphere of anything is possible here like i can do whatever i want no one can stop me. No one cares about me, but it's the most freeing thing ever. It's like, no one cares about me. So nothing I do matters. Like TikTokers in New York walk around looking so stupid with their phones up like this, like walking around, making dances in the street. like the most like extra, like extravagant outfits in the world. Yes. And like doing the craziest stuff. And there'll be people around them doing 10 times worse and and then people next to them also just walking like, looking up from their phones for half a second and just walking past them because they do not care like no and one cares I, no, about you I I really really do love that like literally I remember also just eating brunch with my friend and there's just someone like skating like roller skating on their hands or something down the street and I, I gave it a quick I was like nice and I just went back to my brunch and I was like okay um and I don't know. I just, I, I really do enjoy that part too. I feel like I remember my mom being like, oh, I don't like that. I feel so small here. And I remember loving that I felt so small because I really felt like, yeah, it's such a freeing feeling that nothing, like if you do make an impact, it's usually like something that you're probably working towards anyways. Um, yeah. But otherwise no one really cares about the small things that you're doing. Like everyone is famous in New York. I feel like, you know, like the big, so it's, they don't even cause like that big of a commotion. Like they don't have that culture that I feel that LA has with like worshiping celebrities and all these things. I just feel like New York doesn't have that. And I, everyone's just kind of treated the same from what I've observed. 
no I mean I completely agree and like obviously there are areas and like events and things like that where like you know like anywhere else celebrities or people who have money like have higher status but to me the also the best thing about the city is like you can make a mistake you can make the worst mistake in the world and literally nobody would care literally nobody would care you can spill coffee in your entire outfit no one's gonna care like nothing matters and to some people that's really scary but to me it's like the best thing ever because you can be completely yourself and you will find other people who also love you for just being yourself because there are so many different types of people in the city and like that is so relieving to me like you don't need to be anything else or pretend to be something or conform to be a certain way like you can do whatever you want and you can have the weirdest interests and find people with the weirdest interests no there are people like there are people for everything and mary and i were talking about it though like new york like i said it can be draining because it is an amplifier i feel of all your emotions like yeah i feel like people will move to new york and that's another thing that they think that it's gonna solve their problems. They're gonna become happy. They're, they're gonna become successful. Like that's the only way that they're gonna become successful. But New York is not only just an amplifier of like happy emotions and that rush that you might get, but it also amplifies the negative emotions because sometimes you're going to be beaten up, like trampled by the city, by people in the city, whatever it is, whether that be emotionally or and or physically. Um, I feel like people will move there as finding a solution but they never really find it so then they get disappointed and be like new york isn't all that no one said it was all that it really all it is is just it just loudens everything that's going on in your life or what makes you as a person you just have to do all of it louder whether that's being depressed or being happy yeah and i think we're we've been we talked about this a lot actually um there's this phenomenon especially it I think it originated more on TikTok I mean it's always been around but it like kind of grew on TikTok um and with the rise of New York City influencers basically people are complaining that um or saying on TikTok that their lives are not what they expected like they come to New York expecting to have you know a green juice every single morning going to their Pilates workout or doing soul cycle coming back to their apartment like that, on time, like doing all of yeah. that on time too. Like, not only on time, but like their apartment is like beautiful and it's a one bedroom and they pay like $1,500 for it. And then they go to work with their friends and they have drinks every night and they party every single night. But like, that is not the reality of living there. And even living with my aunt, like here and there, I would stay with her for a week at a time, pretty much every year, um, except for the past couple of years because of COVID. But this past year, like I said, I did it again. Like every time, like that is not the reality of your life. And um, even our our Daria, your friend, um, he was even also saying that like that is just not the realities of what it's like living in New York. But people on TikTok were getting upset because influencers portray it in a completely different light. Like they will literally say that uh, or show you their lives, and you're like, oh my god! Like for example, Daria and I are obsessed with this girl Kate Bartlett. Um, her and I'm also obsessed with another girl Lauren Wolf. And their friend acquired style on Instagram. Their friendship, like their trio, is my actual goals. I'm obsessed with them. I love them. Um, they're just the best, and they have such good content. Um, and their lives seem so freaking cool. Like they just seem so cool. Like they have these di- expensive dinners that are paid for for them. They have these cool outfits. Um, they're working out all the time. They're going out with their friends. They have paid trips, paid clothes, yada yada yada. Um, and their lives are so cool. And then you kind of realize that 
if you're only listening to what influencers are showing you and telling you that um, you can easily become depressed because you come to New York and if you're working a regular nine to five job, you realize that the most, the majority of your nights are going to be spent working. Like you have to work really freaking hard to make it in the city. And I'm not like shitting on those girls by any means, because I think their lives are cool. And we're going to get into that as well. I know, but it, you do have to like, keep it in mind when you go that like going to New York is not going to make your life amazing. Like you're still just moving somewhere. It's up to you to put in that work to make it what you want. Because the reality is whether you're in New York or Chicago or in DC or in LA, if you're working in nine to five in a corporate setting, you're going to be doing, putting in the hours. And most of the time in New York, it's honestly more. So for people to expect it to be that way, you know, it can just be kind of depressing when it's not just having expectations. You really cannot have a victim mindset, I think, any, in, anywhere in life. But um, it's just because I sent Mary a video of someone commenting on this thing exactly, saying that New York is not going to be like everything that you expect it to be unless you're like super rich or you're an influencer. And I think influencers do a lot of work. Um, I really do. But many of these influencers that you're seeing are probably ones that have already kind of made it. Um in the sense that they put in the work to like actually get to that point before like Kate Bartlett like I said she used to just go to thrift shops and just because I remember watching like her video like one of her first videos that went fame that went viral um and it was like two or three dollar like things that she would get at thrift stores or something like for fashion and like all of her clothes are from Amazon and things like that and um you would think that like that doesn't really sound fabulous but then like she kind of romanticized it and presented it in a way that was so cool and then now she's starting to work with amazing brands um that are very respected and she's getting like dinners and stuff like that but like it takes so much work to like put engaging content out there and to make it look amazing and I feel like like, I mean, everyone knows this, but social media, like, it just shows literally the best parts of your life. Like, you don't want to advertise. Um, we had a brief technical issue, but we were talking about how we need to have realistic expectations. No, like, all this advice can really go, like, compared to anywhere. I was even asking um, my friend, I was asking him, hey, like what if you want to make friends and say as a new, like what if people want to make friends when going to New York, how would they do that? And he basically in a nice, not even a nice way. He was very blunt about it. He was, <laughs> he was like, well, to be blunt, uh, New York people hate transplants, <laughs> like despise them. They were yeah, like, the fact that they call them transplants is hilarious. To no, me. Like, that's so funny. Like, like, said that, and I was like they like, okay. refer to themselves as transplants. Like, even my aunt, like, can't refer to herself as, like, a native New Yorker. Like, and she's been living there for over 20 years. No, he he was literally, like, we hate them. And, like, they are the stereotype. And I was, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I think he I think he's right about that. But I also think that, like, if you're moving there, it's so difficult to make friends. But at the same time, if you live in an area that a lot of, quote-unquote, transplants live in, then... <laughs> It's like, okay, like, for example, if you're a recent post-grad, like, you just graduated college and you're moving to the city, if you move to, like, the West Village or the Lower East Side, you will make friends. You will find people who also just moved to New York, who just graduated from... Yeah, you're definitely not going to make friends with New York people when you first move there. 
Yes. But you, it's also, it's like, think about how many millions of people live there and how the postgrad community there is so strong. Like they have their own freaking bars. Like they have their own bars dedicated to people who are postgrad where only postgrad people go who just moved to the city. Like you can find your people. You just need to know where to look. This is, I'm going to read what he wrote to me because it was actually very detailed. Because like I said, born and raised in New York, it was he was like, cost, like hit literally from the bat, he goes, cost of living is key here. If you're a New York visitor, your experience is going to be very different because you don't have to deal with cost of living, um, the cost of living shit on a day-to-day basis, which eventually dictates what you can, can or can't do. The most realistic way to get around if you're not loaded, which most people aren't, is to take the train or walk. Wait, by the way, New York is so walkable. I could still like, it was everything was a lot closer than I thought. It's not as big as I thought. Like, uh, yeah, I've like heard people's most people's rules. Oh, not most people, but like the people that I know, their rules are if it's under 30 minutes, you walk. Like if it's under a 30 minute walk, like you walk there. I mean, growing up in I mean, living in cities in the not growing up living in cities in the past, I can vouch for that. Like if it was a 30 minute walk, you wouldn't really walk. I mean, not walk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, like, it's like what's not it's, it's under single digit square mile of like what the area of Manhattan is like you can pretty much walk if you're in like lower Manhattan and you're going somewhere in lower Manhattan, you can definitely walk there. But also, I mean, like I said, I was only OK, let me continue what he says and then I'll give my comment. So it's either to take a train or walk on both of these. When you do frequently enough, you experience gritty, inconvenient and shitty moments, especially the train. Visitors usually don't deal with this as nearly as much, which is true. So I can't say anything. Um, and if they do, it's a limited sample. So they don't have to deal with it all the time. Also, people love to romanticize going out here, but good luck being out late and having your wallet not hurt the next day. I can so vouch for that. I spent an obscene amount of money in the two days that I was there. Like, absolutely oh, ridiculous. Bro, I was there for like a full week. Um, when I was there like in March and I didn't even go out that much because I was with my aunt the whole time so she pretty much paid for like all of it but the times that she wasn't there and I was paying like literally for myself and like I was dying it was so much money so bad I was like I literally made a list like in my head of like everything that I could have gotten with the money that I spent in New York and it's just so much like I would have been a billionaire with like Tesla if I invested that money a year ago. <laughs> like, you know. No, but actually, I mean, I feel like people don't understand that, like, especially if you're post-grad, you're gonna be making you're gonna go to a job that's probably like fifty-five, sixty-five thousand dollars a year. Good luck finding an apartment that isn't at least sixty percent of your paycheck, and then being able to go out three nights a week with that income. Like, realistically, that's just not happening. Yeah. So he was like, um, so not well, ha- not having your wallet hurt the next day, fun, but not really sustainable unless once again you're earning, and his quote, a lot of dough. <laughs> this is why we hate him. This is why we hate him. Say his name. <laughs> that would have been bad. He's gonna be listening. No, oh. I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Anyways, so um, we don't say dough though. Anyways, most real New York nightlife comes in form of house parties but you don't really see that side of things unless you're from here or have friends here those are the two biggest thing that come to mind for me also definitely analyzing it with a lens of class because at the end of the day a lot of romanticized slash popular destinations and lends itself being a playground for the rich 
Also, if you're working full time, most jobs will have you wanting to stay in four to seven nights of the week. Your battery will be drained pretty quickly, maybe even five to six nights if your hours are crazy. He's basically saying that you're like not even going to have energy to go out that much if you're working like a normal job there. I can literally vouch for that because my aunt, she's literally a director. Like she's, it's not even like she just started at the company she's working at. She's literally one of the top people and she's still like she'll have dinners and stuff. But like like he said, pretty much five days out of the week, like Monday through Friday or four days on a good week, she's at the office until 11. And it's it's not a sex in the city kind of okay. that show is probably the worst for anyone who watched it because you literally see like Carrie writing two sentences on her like her laptop and then literally. she's just going out the whole entire day. And I like, know. Like I, I, sh- I even Miranda her. as a lawyer, like you do not have that much free time as a lawyer. Oh my god, in absolutely not. Like absolutely not. Like even her friends, like her actually a good amount of her friends are lawyers, which because I'll like listen to them talk to me like I, I wish you could have met them and one day hopefully you will because they're super successful and they came up on their own but they work like a dog bro like it's not okay no like an actual it. machine like created by Zuckerberg himself it's like I get that you want the billable hours I get your firm wants the billable hours but that bad like you're at the I office just feel like it's not like that not much I want my life to be like at all I know and it's like they'll come out like twice a week maybe and, but the rest of it is, like, they are hustling, like, grinding. And they these people are, like, 40 years old, and they're still doing this. Like, if you're not ready to commit, like, that's what I've learned, at least for me, which is, like, if you're not ready to commit to whatever job you have there, if you're not passionate about something, it will, like, the city will chew you up and spit you out, like, Like quite I said, literally. unless you have a trust fund, I feel like even if you're actually, like, let's say, like, successful as an influencer or something, like they even talk about being like, dying out pretty often and how having they have burnouts because they have to constantly be creating or being on top of it but then like going to these events and stuff like I'm sure it's fun and like you can make it look fun and I'm sure there are always fun moments just like in life but um I just think that people need to be like if you're gonna go there or thinking about moving there you would have to be prepared to be drained like you have to build resilience for it and like I said like you can have a really successful career but will you be able to have a really successful career and have a like a nice love life you know uh I I would like to uh quote from my sources that you will not so (laughs) he goes he goes all natives I'll continue on his story he goes all natives hate transplants (laughs) I just like the whole transplant is like like it makes it like it like dehumanizes like but they like all, even, even the people who were quote-unquote transplants, like, oh, transplants, they call themselves transplants. They're like, oh, I'm like, they're like, they're like, oh, sorry for being a transplant. And no, they're like, New Yorkers like, make them bow to, like, bow down to them. Because New like, Yorkers hate them so they're like They're like, call yourself a transplant. Do it. That's um, literally what it is. Like, I know you're kidding, but like, they literally will call themselves a transplant so they don't offend any native New Yorkers. <laughs> I mean, I can so see native New Yorkers like getting like offended at people who are like, you're not actually from New York. Like, uh, like you'll see like one obscure thing, like, oh my God, like I went to get Prince Street pizza and they're like, oh, you must be a transplant. Like, can't the people <laughs> just be fucking good? No offense. Sorry. But like, seriously. They're like, real New Yorkers go to this. <laughs> yeah, like, real New Yorkers like go here, like in Brooklyn. First of all, don't even get me started with how real New Yorkers really, are. Real New Yorkers eat dogs. 
<laughs> like they'll say anything they're like real no, workers like real, real workers, workers do like, math like, like do like, you do math some are so off like the fight i buildings <laughs> real new yorkers don't take the train we actually just like don't go to work like we're here yeah. real new yorkers like we only stay in brooklyn their obsession with brooklyn is insane to me like i get brooklyn <laughs> is cool but every native new yorker is like obs- whatever continue it's just i don't get it okay this i would say that this guy is he's not that bad of a new yorker from our encounters i we think also haven't talked to him about new york that much like i feel like if i did he, he would be offended I've- like i feel like this whole <laughs> podcast episode's gonna but I, I feel like if I was native New Yorker, I would be the same exact way. Probably worse. Yeah, you'd definitely be worse. I would be worse too. Like I would <laughs> take it. No, I know Mary would take so much offense to like I like she'd be like, oh, you transplant. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, like get rid of all these transplants. Stupid. <laughs> like get out of my city. Like you think <laughs> that's a cool place to eat? Like, no. Like you you don't know what you're talking about then. Disgusting. Anyways, okay. All natives hate transplants. Basic rule. <laughs> transplants definitely fit into the annoying stereotype of trying to meet everyone and do everything which comes off super obviously natives will be on their own thing and not really be bothered slash ask what you're doing example on a night out natives 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 in a club will hang out with their friend group and that will be that transplants will be out to meet people like sue them sue them please <laughs> sue the transplants how dare god they god damn how dare they try to be literally anybody else from now on guys this guy is telling you i wish i could say his name so bad this guy is telling you that you have to stay in your apartment the next time you move to new york city I, like, do not go out mr purple is not open for you you need to go listen, stay in your shoebox listen, for the rest of your he, life then he softened the answer up a bit and this was i found this answer a bit more empathetic okay he goes it's like a relationship if you rush into it and try to get the most out of it asap you're gonna meet a bunch of lame friends who are obsessed with clubbing and whose friends are only promoters you will have a quality of life and um, that will be shit unless you have a low iq and are shallow Take time to ease into your living situation and establish yourself as the best way to meet people the real way and build relationships which make it seem like home. My metaphor didn't really come off there. If you get into it too fast, you're going to be spat back out. Being spat out is when your friends are only promoters, etc. So That's so funny. Yeah, I find that was a great analogy. I, I like the relationship one. Like if you rush into it and like they're like love bombing and you're like trying to go out there and like, trying to form connections super fast like you're gonna end up in a toxic relationship with the city i.e the promoters right oh my so- god there's this one promoter that's like on the scene right now that's like getting charged with like assault and like some sh- or some shit like look it up it he's like a pretty famous promoter apparently and apparently he did some shit to some girls um promoters also scare the absolute shit out of me i'm so sorry but they really scare me because Imagine you're like 45 years old and your job is to go find like 19 year old girls in the street to like bring into a club. That's that just so is like weird. one step Wait, away I, from pedophilia. I never, I never thought about it that way. Wait, what? That's like the first way I thought about it. I'm like, that's not weird to anybody else. No, it's definitely weird. It just gives me pedophilia vibes. But you're like negotiating that. with the promoters like at the door and they're like, oh, fine, fine. They're like, in. lower your shirt and then go in. I'm like, okay. Weird. Okay, and then I asked, um, like, what would you do? Like, what do you like? What is your life as a New Yorker, um, as someone who was born and raised there, like in New York? And his answer 
word by word was we walk around like motherfuckers and take advantage of good weather which means we go to the park and hang out outside when we can that means we're happy to post up on some grass drink some pints instead of going too far if the weather permits it kind of similar to europe he said personal rating since i'm a native is a 10 that's because i know it so well and nothing could put me off about it would obviously live there whenever so what kind of dumb answer is that i'm gonna call him i don't even like have his number but i will call him (laughs) no i think that was a sweet way to answer i think that was a sweet way to end um the the debate but I, I do agree. New York gives me a lot of Euro vibes. Like the New York, I like that people sit around in the park and um, enjoy their time outside, like have a little picnic, read outside. It's also very Euro-esque, I would say. Yes, I would agree. I mean, that was my dog. Um, the only, only thing I said EO to is when he mentioned the pints, because that's just such a bro <laughs> thing to say. Um, <laughs> Yeah, kick back background. with the bros, down some yeah, like, points. Like, did anybody ask you? Like, no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, what would I know? He lives there. I just the pines thing really threw me off. Like, I think I think he has a pretty good judgment of New York, so I feel like I'm going to believe him just because he. That's is literally what I'm saying. I'm saying like native. the only thing that threw me off is the pints. Yeah, that's the only thing. I feel like he should be canceled just for that yeah what kind of like who says that who says pines <laughs> i keep Who's almost born saying in new york oh yeah right like native. Yeah, right native i am a <laughs> next thing i put in my bio in new york transplant it's people like, like the- start dming me you're like do you need a liver and i'm like no you know you know that book if anyone read middle school the outsiders and it's like you have you have like the two different gangs and it's like the natives versus the transplants and they like so disgusting they spar like in the street like oh you're a native you're a transplant i mean i get it get out of here you chicago looking ass no literally the worst ones are from la no offense like i'm not even from there but they suck that's funny that's that's funny because he lives in both new york and la (laughs) No, I know. Okay, I can't wait for him to listen to this and for him to literally loathe me. <laughs> My only life mission. I should release his name and address. I'll find it. <laughs> I don't even have his address. We'll we'll find it. We'll find it. We're coming for you. Watch out. <laughs> we, Watch you know out. who you are. You know who you are. And actually, we're coming for you. <laughs> I'm going to LA on Friday. I'll I'll let him know. I'll find him. I'll be in LA. Got it. I'm afraid that the conclusion that we have when coming to New York is that I think anywhere, honestly, in life, like moving cities is not going to solve your problems. Like you might get excited and distracted for a bit, like moving to like another environment, meeting new people, whatever, but it's not going to solve your problems. Um, If you are terrible with your money, you're going to be even worse with it in New York. That's for sure. If you don't know how to make any friends, it's going to be even worse in New York um if like literally everything or like honestly anywhere like you can't expect an outside environment to save your like to save change your happiness levels change your success I think that you can use different places to their advantage um and make the best out of it but you really can't depend on them to change you as a person right right am I right no I completely agree I mean 
people, like I was saying earlier, really expect, including like myself at one point when I really wanted to move there when I was younger, like expected to go there and your like problems are to be like completely solved. And I see on TikTok all these videos on my For You page of girls just like crying, being like, I just want to leave my, my studio. And Mary apartment. sends these videos to me all the time. She's like, this girl's depressed in New York. This girl's depressed. Because we've both like discussed that we want to live in New York one day. And so, yes. I mean, Mary and I literally talk about everything. So this is just one of our topics. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> but um, it's definitely a, a big topic ever since our trip. Yeah, I mean, even before that, like, I don't know what it is. Like I said, it's like one of those cities where obviously it's incomparable to literally anywhere else. Like, it's really just not comparable to anywhere else. But at the same time, it's also not the New York that Disney or TV shows sell to us. Frank Sinatra says it is. Yeah, or like Gossip Girl or whatever. And honestly, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with Gossip Girl made New York look so pretty. I mean, New York is really? pretty at night, I think. But during the day, I mean, it depends where you are. You know what I mean? But like yeah. Gossip Girl made it look like a clean city. Like, I don't think there's one, even the nicer areas of New York. I don't think there's one area that looks like that. Like, unless they're like specific buildings. Yeah. No, I mean, I completely agree. I mean, there's always trash everywhere. And there's so many rats. There's like rats as big as your face. It's kind of funny. Like rats um, like on your body. Like rats inside of you. <laughs> Like you're peeing rats. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know we have to wrap this up. In conclusion, I love New York. And I would like to reiterate that I don't want people to think that I'm like coming from a place of like claiming that I'm a native New Yorker. Like I'm very aware. Yeah, you're, trans- you're not even a transplant. You're like not a even pre-transplant. A transplant like you can't like, even exactly. say anything. I'm a pre-transplant. This, this guy would kill you. <laughs> he will kill you me. He will. Pre-transplant here speak. Pre-transplant with New York experience speaking, I can't wait to live there. But I do know that like when I live there, it's gonna be it's gonna be a grind for sure. It's gonna be a grind, and you have to accept that. I find it a, a large, beautiful metaphor. Anyone, honestly, I've had like I said, I had a great experience this time, and I can't wait to experience even more. I think we'd have to like ease up to living there. Like I now, I did a few nights. Like now, I need to stay a week or two, and then a month, and then I can see if I want to move there. No, that's that's true. I think like when I was there for the week and like whenever I do stay in the summer for a week, like in past years, that's when I know like, okay, like I can do this, like I can live here. But also like where my aunt lives is like she lives uptown in Harlem. So it's not as chaotic as lower Manhattan and there's less young people. So it's definitely like more peaceful, like if it can even be that. But, you know beautiful way to conclude it stop thinking that any place is going to solve your problems um i know that it's so much easier to act like a victim and like pound our fists and stuff like that but like if you want a good life and you weren't given it originally you have to work for it and like our lord and savior michael bostick always says love him confidential podcast says that you can never be jealous of someone unless you're willing to trade everything else in their life for like that one thing so if you see like that one girl on instagram that has a life or whatever that you want you have to like and you're like feeling jealous about it you have to think okay would I trade my whole entire life for everything that she has? Because people only show one part and you like a comparison. I, I don't mean to mean 
end this on a cheesy note, but it really gets to me. It's, one, it's actually a quote that I really like is that you would have to be willing to trade everything of their life for yours to like really want to be like whenever I find myself getting jealous about something, I always remind myself that like would I want every other aspect of their life? Yes or no? Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, Tink's our other Lord and Savior. We have several. Also always says that comparison is a thief of joy and she's 100% correct. And again, and I know it sounds super cheesy, but like as someone who can absolutely cannot wait, like Dario will tell you, like I cannot wait to oh, live there. I cannot wait. No, I, I cannot wait. Like I'm going back to New York next month. I was there, I don't know, like three times, two times this summer. I was there once or in the spring. Like I'm like, I'm ready but i can wait okay is this about <laughs> you is your podcast about you like question. yeah um but like me seeing all these people's lives of people who like ended up going to school there or are influencers there like it's easy for me to be like jealous of that and daria will be the first to tell you that i am oh she is very um but like i was saying tink says comparison is 100 percent thief of joy and like Daria also mentioned, if I, I realized that me complaining about like wanting to go there and like live there isn't going to change the fact that I don't and that I'm not going to right now. So it just means that I need to be patient and love the things I have right now so that when I get there, it'll be all the more worth it. Um, I am trying to convince myself of this as I'm saying it out loud, but it's working. So be proud of the moment guys I mean appreciate where you are if you have goals make it like oh god another cheesy thing but I really I do live by this I always remember my like you know when you get to a goal like it doesn't like really feel like you're not for like oh wow I achieved something like you think about everything that you went through to get there so you really have to enjoy the journey so like whenever something is bad that's happening to my life when I'm trying to get somewhere or go somewhere I always get annoyed, but then I remember that I have to just ride the wave out, especially if I can't really control something that's happening. Like you have to just allow it to happen, enjoy the journey because we should have goals to like actually like push ourselves forward. But we all know that once we get to those goals, we're always thinking, okay, now what? Like what's next? Like we might have a dinner to celebrate, but what's next? Um, So, I mean, appreciate the steps in the process to get somewhere whether that be living in New York, whether that be getting a penthouse in Tribeca, which would be, I think I can only live in New York if like once, like after I become rich, you know what I mean? Like that is so dramatic. I've come to that conclusion. Um, I know that I want to have my one bedroom penthouse. No, a two bedroom would be nice because why not in Tribeca? Um, That's the neighborhood I wouldn't want to live in, but that's not my only goal. That's is, your only goal. That's in my life. only goal in life. Like I don't like know how I'm gonna get there. Other goals. I don't care if I have to marry an eighty-year-old man. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, you can but, marry the man from the U Street bar. He looks. Oh yeah. Is, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But no, no, no. I um I think that you should. I mean, life's gonna be hard, and you might as well accept that and make the best of it. Wow, what a good way to end the podcast. Thanks. Anyway, I hated that. Okay. I think we're going to end the podcast now. Yeah, so we can go watch the Bachelor finale. Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah. are you watching it live? No, live was at 8 o'clock. It's 11. Wait, is it recorded? No, I have to watch it on Hulu in the morning. <laughs> in the morning. I kind of just realized. You have to. Yeah, I also have to wait a day. 
That's annoying. So I can't go on Twitter tonight. This is so annoying. I wanted to go on Twitter. Oh, I'm so okay. going on Twitter. I'm reading all the spoilers. If you send me anything, <laughs> we all know what's going to happen. No, I don't think we do. Anyways, Mary, thank you for having me on the podcast. Yeah, on my podcast. Like, uh, please go subscribe and rate and review. I should be the one who. I think I would be a much better host. Okay. We'll see about that. Anyways. <laughs> Thank you for this lovely discussion. I like our therapy yeah. sessions. I like our rants. I like our gossip sessions. And um, to be continued. Yeah. Yeah, to be continued in literally two minutes. Bye, guys. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode. It was, like I said, a mix of our sarcasm, our experiences, our theories, our sources, <laughs> all of that good stuff. But this was a long one. But I honestly, I listened to all of it without any yawns. So I hope you, it was the same for you. I'm wishing all of you guys a great day, a great week, and stay tuned for next week. I'll catch you next time. Bye. Mwah.